Welcome to Bridge from Nowhere. I'm Andy. I'm Jamie. Should we try that again? And Lou? I'm Lou. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for you guys. <laughs> Didn't you hear us? Welcome to Bridge from Nowhere. I'm Andy. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lou. Stuck in the illusion chain. Today on Bridge from Nowhere, we talk to guest host Bob McKinnon about growing up as a feral kid in Juneau. We found dynamite and blew up a bunch of stuff. It was awesome. <laughs> it was like Wild West. How to stake a gold claim. I heard you just bring a gun and say, this is mine this now. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. The perils that await in the woods. Look at that. that it looks like you got attacked by a lamprey. I <laughs> Sorry about that. I call in from what really should be an abandoned fairground in Minnesota. It's now called the Swine Barn. Oh, and there's a lot of activity back here. Now, what do you mean by that? What's that? All ahead on Bridge from Nowhere, we begin with Lou and Andy talking to Bob about his Juno childhood. Jamie and I often talk about what it's like to have, to have grown up somewhere else and moved to Juno. And then Lou has the experience of living in Anchorage and then, then living in Pennsylvania, then living back in Anchorage, but having sort of perspective. But you... You are a young prince of Juno. You are. You are. <laughs> you are. Uh, you, you're. Uh, you're Juno, born and bred, and your family. How long has your family been in Juno? Oh man, eighteen eighties, I think. Really? Yep. The the, the original yep. gold. Like yeah, early early. The uh, the laundry was started what eighteen ninety five. Okay. But. Before that, it was. Uh, so what's that? What's that laundry? Is that Alaska dry cleaning yep, and laundry? Okay. Yep. Is that still in the family? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the longest family-owned business in the state. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. But no, yeah. Just one quarter at a time, too, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You got to pinch those pennies when you're yeah, only getting just quarters. Giving those harbor guys a shower pays <laughs> off after it, a while. Man. It's a goose that laid the golden egg. Do you know oh, the origin them. story of when they first moved here and who did that? Or Oh, yeah. My old man, I mean, he kind of tells these stories about in Scotland when you're not the firstborn, you'd like... Might as well be the last because you don't get anything, right? So they so, came directly from Scotland to yep. Alaska. Yep. They hiked. Uh, well, my great-great-grandfather, I guess, came to America looking for his brother who was already here in Juneau. Looking for his dead brother. Oh, Jimmy, where are you? <laughs> his bro. <laughs> Jimmy McKinnon. And he had come earlier to America and had made his way to <laughs> Juneau for the gold first, yep, first yep. gold find. Yep. Coming yep. to My America. So then uh, Lachlan, I think, he came across Canada, like hiking, and down the Taku <laughs> in the winter and made it to Juneau, and his brother had gone up to Circle City. He, he, what? Yeah. He yeah. hiked well, that's, across that's Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just, back in the just day. Just emerged a mountain man. <laughs> Yeah, covered in fur, yeah. <laughs> right, and just w made his way up from the Taku. Yeah, came down the Taku in the winter and had help from the uh, the Jacks, which Indian clan up there that's still around. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And uh, was he following like trapping kind of routes or under? I don't know what it would have been like in the 1880s to hike. Or at least just make your way. I'm sure there was boat travel and all kinds of stuff at some point, right? It was right? probably but, like you heard rumors of this is how you get there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Heading that direction. 
and but and following trapping lines or following yeah, what the native native Canadian tribes must have. Yeah, yeah. Old trade know. routes. Yeah, trade routes and stuff. Any way you cut it, I bet it was pretty rugged. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I guess started the, out with ten people, and he had to eat the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> he was the last man standing. <laughs> Came out on his own. <laughs> oh, poor Ezekiel died of <laughs> malaria. Yes. God, I'm full. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank God he died. Yeah. I was getting pretty peckish. <laughs> oh man, that's an incredible story. Yeah, I wish I knew more details because I guess he got here and his brother had gone up north, so he. And then he stayed and worked at the tread, Treadwell. And met a lady here and started a family? Or uh, do you know that part No, of it? I don't know too many details. But yeah. I know they went up. I think he went up to Circle. There's a rumor that he was up there like the year before uh, George Carmack struck struck it rich. The really so he'd like talk to George Carmack in Circle or 40 Mile or something and then was like, oh, this place is never going to uh, pay <laughs> off. I'm going back to Judo. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's happening. And then, uh, the laundry I'm business, start a the laundry business is gonna be. <laughs> There's gonna, so many dirty people yeah. here in Juno. I think they could use uh, some laundry. This is gonna be and, pimping. Yeah, and so, Carmack yeah. uh, pulls a Volkswagen sized nugget out of the earth next year, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Next yeah, plot over. <laughs> Claim. <laughs> see you, McKinnon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right, McKinnon. It is a. Can I not claim out here this, at all? You might at. as well sell me your claim. <laughs> yeah, sure. Five dollars. <laughs> well, it all worked out for the best. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's good history. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, so the and that that that's interesting. That laundry, I didn't quite know that that, that laundry has been the family business. It's kind of been the thing yep. through the years for over a, well over a hundred years yeah, now. Yeah, hundred twenty. Yeah, three twenty twenty. Wow. So it started in the Emporium Building, right downtown. Yep. And then in Goldtown, you could still see some of the parts in the theater, right? Oh, the, that's yeah. from the, the old... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All that's the, from uh, the laundry. Those pulleys. The pulleys and, and the belts that spun the drums. Was it steam-driven? Steam-driven, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when did it, where did it go after that? I think it moved to its location over... 12th Street. Yep, 12th oh, Street. Wow. Uh, in the 50s or... The same time they were doing the Federal Building. Okay. Because I guess my grandpa was like, hey, you guys are pouring all this concrete, and that's why it's a concrete building. Hmm. He's like, build me a concrete building. Got and any so, extra? Yeah, Yeah, right. got any extra, and they had all these forms and stuff, and they were, right before they left town, they went over and built that in, like, record time, a wow. month or something, a couple weeks. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So. And was there a, uh, do you know what the push was to get out of the building that it had, had been in? Just size or, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Because there it is now, it has parking and it has that kind of, it's yeah. sort of more like a modern right. dry cleaning kind of location, you know, and, right. and cleaner location. So it's got the dry cleaning. Do you Did you kind of grow up hanging out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Used to play tag under those racks of clothes, and all yeah, that stuff, yeah, it yeah, caused all kinds of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Opening up the the perk barrels <laughs> and the oxalic yeah. acid. Yeah, yeah, there was some nasty stuff back hey, there. Hey, look, <laughs> <laughs> your clothes are clean, but man, <laughs> your skin's all burnt. <laughs> 
Well, that's wild. So yeah, growing up around the family business like that, and that was that was the chief thing that your your folks were kind of doing was running that business. Or would they did they have they kind of have other interests as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that's always been there. But my old man manages it, but uh, he kind of went off more of the mining route, kind of following great grandpa's footsteps, and yeah, got the gold bug, went to Fairbanks, became mining engineer, and then. Did the laundry, but had enough free time to go, go state claims and and cruise around southeast. So what? So has he had successful claims that he staked and? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he loves it. Yeah, yeah, he's just gets in there and gets in there. And, yeah, <laughs> what finds kind of, these old claims? And what he, is the technology now that he that gets that's he's that he chiefly uses? Do you know? Uh, well, what was it like? Ten years ago, he staked a bunch of claims on POW with a helicopter. We like made like 140 big stakes with pointed ends and had them all itemized with their corners and and stamped. And then he hiked this route and GPSed it and then had a helicopter go. And he was like, my uncle, I have two Uncle Johns. So my other Uncle John, who's married to my aunt, my dad's sister, he was hanging out of the helicopter. My old man's watching the GPS and the pilot, he'd direct the pilot and then he'd yell at, at John to drop the stakes out of the helicopter from like right above tree line. And uh, they'd go in and stab through the snow into the ground and then they recorded them. And then in the spring, this mining company that they leased a lot of the ground and claims to went in there and said like 85, 90% of them were right where they needed to be. Wow. Yeah. So, so how do you stake a, do you know, I don't know, how do you stake a claim? How can you go over to Prince of Wales Island and just say, I stake a claim? Is it property? you got to find the right property. I don't know whether it's state or federal. I heard you just bring a gun and say, this is mine it's now. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, and then you just I stay drink your forever. milkshake. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's one way. <laughs> so you can do it. So on, let's, I don't even know if it's state or federal, but so it's public land, but you stake a claim, yep. a mining claim on public land. And if you're just the first one to do it, you can just do it. I mean, it's just a, it's a wild concept, isn't it? I don't think it's changed much in a hundred some years. But yeah. 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 You get the right property. You got to stake certain corners and, and certain distances. Because you can't have a claim that's too huge, and then you you map it, and then you go record it at the county recorder's office or whoever's, and then you got to prove up on certain certain things you do every year, or every two years. You've done this, and you've you know there's a reason that you own this. There's reasonable um, you know mineral exploration rights there. You know, you can't just, oh, there's nothing here. There's a bunch of sand, but I want this land. Right, right. So it's mine. you got to prove that there's something there worth And that the use for mining. it is for mining only. You're not building yep. on it. You're not making a summer home. Right. And, and then people it, still have access to do other non-mining stuff on it on public land, right? Right. You can't stop people from going in. Right, but you own the mineral, mineral rights. rights. Yeah. So anything that comes off of there is yours subsurface right. stuff. Yeah, right. Well, and then there's some, too, where you, you can, you know, get claim to the property to clear the trees. You could use, you know, you know, log it and mine it. Yeah, wow. And uh, Yeah. So, so let's, okay, so he, for those, for instance, he went in, he found them, then he explored them, then there were certain ones that actually, hey, this looks like I might, this, is, it, is it gold? 
Yeah, it's primarily gold. gold. Yep. The gold is looking for. So what's the technology then? Is he just start, you know, just takes a spade out there, starts digging a hole, or what is he, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what, you, you got drills, you got... When uh, I was a kid, uh, they used to call me Straight Ahead Fred because we'd hike through the woods, like, <laughs> all the time. Like, I, I was never, I never got the gold bug. I was never into rocks, but I was into being in the woods. So he'd be like, all right, kid, I'd wear this belt with this big string container on it and he'd be like walk as straight as you can until i yell at you to stop and then we'd map out the quarters that way right and i like couldn't go i'd like somebody got he could have got a mule to do this but he got his kid to do it instead (laughs) i I think cheaper than a mule i could walk straight (laughs) i was good at it i was good at walking straight man don't you demean it don't you tear me down i was straight ahead fred (laughs) okay so you walk ahead and that's what he was he was yep so you'd you'd plot out these these (laughs) you know, these squares, and uh, and then he'd go prospect on them and send them down to an, uh, you know, he knew what he was looking for, too. So he'd he would go, oh, he would take, is... what, core samples, drill down? No, and do... just a, a rock hammer. Oh. And and sample bags, and you'd label where you got them and what, what it was, and then he'd see, you know, he'd send it down to an assay lab, and they'd say, yeah, this is this is good, or this is, you know, mediocre, or and whatever. assay lab? Uh, yeah. Yeah, an assy lab. Man, that's some prime assy you got there. Yeah, you know where to find the good assy. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Take some nice. skill. Very nice. So, to root around I in mean, there. I mean, Kensington, that's, that's his baby. Is that? That's his Kensington. baby, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, he's their right. landlord. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, I grew up out there, um, and we did that for a long time, and then when, just kept walking in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, we walked out. I mean, we yeah. surveyed the road. I didn't know what we were doing. I was like sure. 10 years old, yeah. but it was fun. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Kensington, yeah. describe where that is for people who aren't familiar. So what are we, like 40 miles north of Juneau towards Haines and Burners Bay? Um, and then it's a, about five miles from the beach to the head of this, the base of this mountain called Lion's Head. And then there's... They've they've drilled tunnels through through Lion's Head, and it was an old mine in like the 1920s. Okay, and an avalanche took it out, and so. But there wasn't a claim still existing no, they, from the 1920s. No, the claims had relapsed. Okay, so and I don't think anybody was staking claims because the price of gold had tanked. Right, right after the war, everybody had to buy gold for X amount, and it wasn't profitable. It yep. was like you you're gonna lose your ass, you know, on gold because you can't own it, you can't sell it. You have to sell it to the government mm-hmm. for X amount. And then in the 70s, I think it went back to a free market. And then the old man's getting out of college with his mining engineering degree and then, you know, came back, worked at the laundry, and then spent time running around in the woods taking claims. Yeah. So that was just mostly good timing for that him. Was good timing, yeah. He wasn't really planning or knowing that someone was interested in mining that well and there's he state claims all over mm. but that one was the one that he kept going back to being like oh there's something here there there's was. something here and they're right there yeah, yeah. there was there is so but he kensington's was... not gold is it yeah oh yeah. kensington's gold i thought kensington was largely i'm because i'm just wrong about that i thought it was something else but no it's pretty i much... must be thinking greens creek is silver greens creek's silver yeah okay silver gold zinc I okay think they got it yeah they got it all okay but kensington is gold yeah kensington's okay. gold yep and when I was a kid, it was all helicopter show in and out of there, and they brought in drillers and they would they would drill. I mean, all over the place. So it was, I was the only kid, so it was kind of, I'd spend my summers out there with like loggers, miners, like 
lots of tobacco <laughs> chew, <laughs> chew it, spit and smoke it. Yeah, right. it was like really a company of grown men and rough guys at yep. that, right? Yep. Yeah. No, right. it's Pat. Pat Rays would come out. Every, okay. You know, his dad worked out there, so Pat would come out there and hang out with me for a week at a time. Yeah. So that was always cool. Yeah. But it was pretty much stay out of the way. Here's, and I, I always look back and I'm like, oh my God, my old man was cool. Yeah. But he was terrible parent. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> It was like, I must have been 11 or 12, and he was like, here's your shotgun. Go find the waterfall at the creek. Just get out of the way for the next day or two. We're, we're busy. You know, and it was cool because it was like, all right, I get to go do whatever I want. But nobody knew where I was. <laughs> nobody had to run into bears. I mean, moose. It was like, uh. I remember the one time I had to use, tried to use a gun, and, like, I had the wrong shells, and it jammed up. And it was just like, oh, my gosh. Good thing I got out of that one. And the bear ran away. Oh, there was a bear. Oh, yeah. And brown bears. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, it was. Uh, and you're how old? Oh, 91, 92. So I was probably 12. Okay. Yeah. You know. Right. So, yeah. Um, it was cool. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I made it through. So well, that was the good. Real, I mean, that's Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Out there. You, know, you know I mean? You're just out on your own and yep. in the woods and. Yep, and they had a cookhouse. I remember that was awesome because there was like 24-hour um, food. So you go in and there's there's a couple cooks, different shifts, and you could get whatever you wanted. You know, I'd go in and, you know, ice cream bars and, and uh, you know, peanut butter jelly sandwiches all day and night. Well, yeah, and you're going to hike it off in the woods. It's not like you're getting fat out there. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then when the road went in, it was cool. They got me a four-wheeler, so <laughs> I got the bomb around on that. And, but yeah, it was uh, it was one way to spend your summers. But the go- so the road, how describe the road? The road goes to where then there's a ferry that goes back and forth, right? Is yeah. That, so the yeah. ferries from um, oh like Aldersheim Lodge now to uh, into Burners Bay, right there at the beach. They've got a dock and everything, and then about a five mile road. Yeah. That goes up uh, to the camp. Oh, okay. And then now there's a two three hundred man camp up there. Is it is it at altitude? Not maybe not a couple really. hundred feet. Okay, so it's yeah. not like up up the mountain. It's, no, but there's but tunnels in, in the mountain that go up up up. I mean, yeah, thousands so of feet. So it's kind of like the mountain from The Hobbit. Kind of like The Hobbit mountain. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful mountain. Yeah, oh, I it's mean, awesome. Lion's Head is this amazing kind of like a curved little tiny range yeah. almost, but just all in one big mountain, and it's called Lion's Head because it looks like a big mane of a lion. It's really yeah. Cool. And what my old man always described, it was like it looks almost like a, like a lion laying down. You know, like the flat part right at the crest is his back. And oh, yeah. You can kind of see the hump, and it looks like he's looking at you. But, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a gnarly-looking mountain. It's cool, big. yeah. And so uh, what kind of equipment's inside these mines? Is it all just kind of manual, oh, or is there a lot of heavy-duty awesome. equipment in there? It's now? awesome. They got these paste plants that, like, pump cement. They got, I mean, it's it's James Bond. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, you cool. go in there. Inside hollowed-out volcano thing. Yeah. 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 It's That's like, cool. wow, this is, it's neat. It's <laughs> way cool. And it goes all the way through to Lynn Canal. So you could drive through the mine. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a mile, maybe a little more. Huh. And they got these air doors because, I don't know, however the pressure works, you, you can't just have a tunnel through the mountain. So they've got these big air doors you got to go through, and they open, and then you go between them, and then another set opens. And oh, you wow. pull these, these cords to open and close them. And 
It's to keep the trolls out and keep the orcs. <laughs> the it. orcs and trolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is fascinating. Let's talk more about this here on Bridge from Nowhere. Yeah. Bob McKinnon. Thanks, man. Next, we talk to Jamie, who is in the Twin Cities visiting a childhood haunt. Karnik. Is this Mr. Karnik? Also known as Carno. No, I... <laughs> oh, I'm getting a lot of Carno these days. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, some Carno. Bob's yeah. here, too. <laughs> hey, Carno. Bob! What's up, Bobo? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie, so you're... Uh, we're calling Jamie... Our, one of our co-hosts, Lou yep. Logan, Bob McKinnon, Andy Klein in the studios here in Juneau. And Jamie, where, describe where you are right now. I am right now, I'm slowly driving around the currently abandoned, enormous fairgrounds of the Minnesota State Fair. It's a, it's a formative place for you in your life. A very formative place for you. Now, the, the one thing I did not expect when I first got here, by the way, is that there are also a lot of other people here just slowly driving around. They're waiting. <laughs> They're waiting, They, they smell the scent. It's, it's still in the air. <laughs> it's like there's a little sense of melancholy amongst their cars. You know, there's just people sort of, they have nothing, they have no purpose in life. They have nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. Maybe they're, they're all... circling... They're all doing a radio show. Yeah, maybe it's all <laughs> well, Either that or we a lot of podcasts out there. Voice. Yeah, either that or we, we're not the only ones with this idea. Right. Yeah. All right, so... The other thing I'm thinking is every once in a while they come together and they park next to each other, so there could be a lot of crime going on here right now. Oh, that's probably what's happening. You're just it seeing a, some sort of horrible part of the sex trade or, you know, prostitution, yeah. drug deals. Which is, the, it the, happens when the... The ugly underbelly of the uh, Twin Cities area there, yeah. Yeah. Happens when the fair is open, too. A lot of prostitution, a lot of of drugs. That's a whole booth. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they have that booth Pretty much, yeah. 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 With lots of puns involving udders. Oh, God. Would you like a butter queen? Yes. You go to the prostitution pavilion, you know, and they... They do ribbons. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Sponsored by 3M. Largest prostitute. <laughs> the nicest prostitute. Yeah, largest prostitute, yeah. You're in, you're in Minnesota, the, right? <laughs> Let's talk about where you are right now. You're driving in the car, and where, where, if the state fair was happening right now, where would you be? Well, I just passed the giant. There's, there's a bunch of buildings that are here all year like the, the local paper, the Minnesota Star Tribune building, the Blue Moon Dine-In Theater, and the giant two-story French, fresh French fries. Mm. I'm passing right now. Um, and then I am also going by this giant building that has nothing but bars in it, basically, where people the, just go and drink and drink and drink. And those um, are operating year-round? No, sadly, oh. no. Yeah, because <laughs> no, that's where you'd be calling here from. Operates for, yeah, everything operates 12 days a year here. That's it. Really? Even the newspaper? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, probably. <laughs> now I'm just passing, I'm passing a big building that says horses. <laughs> <laughs> but there's another no one horses. That says, there's no horses and another one that says sheep. 
and I just there's like a minivan that just moved along as I pulled up. Wow, yeah. a, white, a white unmarked it, one. Yeah, coming out yeah, of pretty sheep. Much. Coming out of the sheep yeah. pavilion. That's where I'd go. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> On my left is the giant uh, cattle barn, complete with hand washing station out front. To prevent the hoof and mouth disease. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But we don't I'm have coming hooves. Up on... Or is it hoofs? <laughs> and I'm coming up on the swine building. Oh. Or actually, I take it back. It's it's now called the swine barn. Oh, and there's a lot of activity back here. <laughs> now, what do you mean by that? What's that? Act- <laughs> it's the swine barn, kind of in one of the, kind of like the southwest corner of the fair. And I just pulled around the corner, and there's like five cars down there at the dead end. What are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to find out. Ask them. <laughs> yeah, you're going to look suspicious, Jamie. You better go get in you there. You better go get in that, or <laughs> else you'll be recognized as an outsider. Yeah. I think they're going to think I'm a cop. I'm driving my mom's old like Ford Taurus. Oh, that thing is um, super copy. Yeah, it's yeah. super copy, yeah. <laughs> there's, a sign, there's a sign to my right that says, Horse Department. <laughs> Two, please. Yeah. Oh, and in in the distance, boys, I do believe it's dusk here too. So it's very beautiful this time of day here at the State Fair. And in the distance, I do see a sign that says "All you can drink milk." Yes. Oh. From Sign your me local up. dairy farmers. So right tell, from the source. Tell us about that. You've told me about that before. When you go to the State Fair, tell me about the milk. I'm getting out of the car. I'm going to walk over there. Okay, this is getting real. I need to touch the building. Yes. <laughs> to with, touch. with your tongue. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to look up and see if there are any puddles. You should take a picture of it, too, on your, on your oh, I will. I'll take some, multimedia I will take device. Yes, Your but, mobile. So, so this is an all-you-can-drink milk stand. The building is it's a pretty good size. You know, it's a... Uh, 4,000 square feet. It's basically a place. What's that? 40,000 square feet. Not, that's not even big enough. Um, but uh, when I was a kid, it was 50 cents, and you could you could just get to the fair and sit on a stool, and you got a cup, and they would just keep giving you milk forever. <laughs> Is it all whole? It's whole milk or chocolate milk. Um, and uh, sometimes a guy wearing overalls and no shirt would sit down next to you. And just go to town. Just put down like 14, 16 glasses of milk. Well, didn't they have also have the cookie? Wasn't that also nearby? Or They do. Just up the street is Sweet Martha's. I actually did a little research this afternoon. And I can tell you that this all of the milk you can drink stand, every year for the 12 days of the Minnesota State Fair, they serve 25,000 gallons of milk to people. <laughs> Good Lord. That is too much. That yeah. is not good for anyone. <laughs> Just twenty five thousand gallons of whole milk. Oh. They uh, yeah. and just oh, what else do they do at the fair? Is there their Ferris wheels and, and fun stuff, or just animal oh, yeah, stuff? There's, no, there's there's everything, man. Have you ever been to a this massive either, state fair? No, so this is a, this yeah, is no, massive. Gotcha. I mean, this this size of the state fair is easily. I just drove around it. It's probably. As big as bigger than downtown Juneau, like from my house at the top of Main Street down to like where the tram is, and over like the Centennial Hall, it's at least that big. That is wow, utterly huge. Forgive <laughs> the pun. I know, right? Well, you know, 
It's bigger than the Haynes Fair is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and they have everything. Right? So they have the judging I mean, stuff, and they have all that. And, of course, because it's Minnesota, a lot of stuff is dairy-based. So there's a lot of dairy stuff, including the Butter Queen, right? Yes. So what? So describe. Milky Way. Yeah, describe yeah. the unveiling of the Butter Queen and all that. Well, well, ladies come to the fair. A few. Like they do. <laughs> they, they can. There's like a, there's a pageant to become Princess K of the Milky Way, which is comes with a scholarship, and for one year you represent Minnesota's dairy industry at a variety of events and things, <laughs> and they have a competition. And when it gets down to like the final eight to ten or so, they then carve uh, butter sculptures of each one of these women out of a 95-pound block of butter. <laughs> and so they, they sit, and you, you can watch them do this. They sit in this like little room with windows all around it, and this thing slowly rotates while they're sitting on a chair while a woman sits there with a huge block of butter and just carves away. And it's frozen in this, frozen butter. And they just carve like kind of their, like a bust, like their face, their head and shoulders. Out of butter. They're really quite lovely. Yeah. Huh. I wonder how they got on that. Like they're like, we whittled it down to eight. Now what? Yeah. The only now way we, we can now decide we, we what would they look butter. like in butter. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, what can we give I've these nice guys. women for participating? You know? Yeah. What We're going to give them do? 90 pounds of butter that looks like them. <laughs> yeah. Keepsake for generations. <laughs> what do they do with Don't the sweepings? Pretend. It's weird. Don't pretend like you haven't wanted that. Much. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. It's all a ruse. Yeah. With the sweepings, they just yeah. that's that's for the lobster tent. They go and they. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Some of those delicious just Minnesota dip it all lobsters. In here. Yeah. yeah. So Jamie, yeah. food is an interesting topic at the fairs. What kind of interesting foods do they serve there? That's kind of maybe they unique serve, to the area. Um, well, they serve a lot of. People believe that the corn dog was invented at the Minnesota State Fair, actually. Oh, um, a corn dog. And I the think corn dog, oh, yeah. I would suspect that one of the reasons for that is because of how you hold the corn dog. Yes, on the stick. See, what they perfected here more than anywhere else, I think, that I've ever been, is the idea that you want to be able to walk around with as much food as you can and be able to eat it without, like, utensils or anything, so they just take a food and they put it on a stick and they give it to you. And so it's like a pork chop on a stick or a corn dog or they did a thing where they, they take a big meatball and they fill it kind of with spaghetti noodles and they deep fry that and they give that to you on a stick. It's spaghetti and meatballs on a stick. <laughs> and you can dip it in the in the pasta oh, in the sauce, right? Yeah, you got a little pasta sauce in there. They take cheddar bacon mashed potatoes and they deep fry those into balls and they give those to you on a stick with gravy to dip them in. They give you hot dish, which is like casserole, and they deep fry that and give it to you on a stick. They give you key lime pie on a stick. They give you just I think they I think last year there was something like forty or forty five different foods on a stick. Here and all the on a stick foods are deep fried. Well, how, yeah, most of them, because that's the only way they'll stay on the stick. <laughs> yes, okay. I mean, when, uh, once you say it out loud, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, duh. <laughs> the pork chop, they just, <laughs> the just kind of jam the stick up in there. Oh, and, yeah. uh, pork chop comes works, with its own know, stick, yeah. really. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the, you know, the, another big one here is the sweet, sweet corn. Oh, oh they still... Roasted, fresh roasted Minnesota corn, um, and they sell about 200,000 ears of Minnesota corn here every year. 
200,000. And they just roast them. 200,000 years of corn in 12 days. And they roast them. And then they have like these big vats of butter, like the kind of big terrine that would hold like oatmeal or something at, on a on a breakfast buffet. And those just filled with butter. And they take the corn off the roaster and they just dunk it in there. And they take it out and they hand it to you. And it's the best. It's, the <laughs> best it's like a thing candle in covered in, in yeah. butter wax. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's so delicious. It's so good. Uh, yeah. When does this thing happen? When's... It happens kind of like the two weeks leading up to Labor Day weekend. So this year it's August 24th to September 4th. And then so the rest of the Which I can see because is... it's actually posted on the grandstand, which is this huge, like, concert hall, and they have car races and stuff. And, yeah, August 24th to September 4th. And who's, do you know who's playing? Uh, Nickelback will be here this year. Woo! <laughs> yeah, get it! <laughs> um, <laughs> and also my favorite thing, I never saw it, but in, like, the 20s, because the State Fair has been around for a long time, so in, like, the 20s, I think, they used to set up a railroad track, and they would just put a locomotive at each end and bash them into each other. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Bring back the locomotive smash. <laughs> no, I would, I would totally go see Man, that. that's entertainment right there. Yeah. yeah, they have like a picture on the on the side of the grandstand of all this old stuff they used to have, and it's like 1911 train crashes, and they just fucking <laughs> bash two trains into each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's entertainment was simple. <laughs> oh yeah, that's when things were good. Didn't need um, no laser lat show back then. No, Just none take of that. Two trains right. and <laughs> bash them into each other. Bash them into each other. <laughs> to see what happens. Don't be late. Yeah. It happens once. Right. Right. Only going to do it once. <laughs> Don't spill your milk. <laughs> so so and, uh, oh so the thing that I did that I was going to tell you guys though was the you know the all you can drink milk stand up the road a little ways is the Sweet Martha's cookie jar where you get these big tubs of chocolate chip cookies that you then bring back to the all-you-can-drink milk stand. Oh, man. They got to go for it. Yeah, that's a trap. That's a trap. trap. That's an endless cycle. Yeah, they got her figured. Yeah, yeah. You're never going Yeah, they do. That's a vomit trap is um, what they call that, the old vomit (laughs) trap. The old diabetes (laughs) trap. They all got the diabetes. But I looked it up, and the the people who sell chocolate chip cookies at the stand, they made $2.4 million dollars. At the fair. <laughs> That's good. You only have to operate it's 12, 12 days. 12 yeah. days, yeah. 12 days. Man. Just ripping out cookies every day, yeah. So, But, yeah, that's just that's just the trap. You get the cookies, you get the milk. The restroom is in between, which is nice. A lot of restrooms here, too, which is good, you know, because a, a lot of that happens. Oof. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, lots of lots of food. So you, get, you go and you get your, like, my dad always loved the foot-long hot dogs that they have. You just a good old fashioned foot long hot dog. I used to like to get the deep fried mashed potatoes on a stick and the, the deep fried cheese curds. Oh so Oh good. man. Oh. <laughs> Give yourself five or six years of corn. Oh. <laughs> Walk That's around it. And there's an Irish pub here actually. It's like an actual building that you just go in and there's just an Irish pub here. And it's just only open during the fair. Well, so the yeah. rest of here just sits there, yeah. And a boxing ring out back. Behind <laughs> the <laughs> Irish pub. Oh, the Irish. You want to fight about like boxing. Fight, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, and then, oh, and then there's, there's, uh, there's Machinery Hill, which is where you can go look at all the new farm equipment. And they'll, like, race them against each other and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> everybody hey, comes versus... I don't know any other farming Bobcat equipment. Bobcat versus Caterpillar or whatever. Yeah, and they just, John Deere versus Bobcat. 
or whatever, and they just they'll line up like these little mud courses or whatever, and they'll just run them against each other and see who's faster. That's good. And there's just a bunch of farmers just standing there, like, well, that that one went faster. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one of them. Yeah. But I guess there is business being conducted at the state fair oh, too among farmers. Yeah, millions, and, yeah, millions of dollars of business. I mean, everything from yeah, I mean, tons of farmers come down. They bring they bring stuff. They bring a lot of their livestock. Comes down and gets judged. Um, Does it get auctioned too? You know, Do they, they buy and sell livestock at the fair too? Uh, not really that I remember. No. Um, maybe that was kept from me as a child, but no, I don't think they're like. Sometimes there's auctions, but I mean, you know, means, like livestock auctions yeah, that happen as part of these kind of fairs or stuff. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that I don't, and that may also just happen like behind the scenes. But a lot of back, kids, like back, a lot of four H kids coming in with the you yeah. know fattest pig stuff like well, that. Yeah, a lot of four H kids, a lot of people coming in with the biggest hog, fattest you know, kid with four, pig. Yeah, <laughs> the winner. <laughs> I get the biggest, the biggest hog. We're gonna need more butter name. to make a sculpture of that kid. <laughs> <laughs> Make a sculpture of the fattest kid with pig. We only have 400 oh, pounds out of bacon fat. <laughs> <laughs> Judge anything in Minnesota. That's right, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it could be, actually, because I can't imagine these people truck all this livestock down here. I can't imagine they want to take it home. All of it, um, anyway. Maybe it's, It seems yeah, like a place it, where yeah. commerce could happen. And, uh, yeah, where, I mean, yeah, it's actually right in St. Paul, Minnesota. It's like basically right in the Twin Cities. So that's the other thing. Where the, you would want to leave your the uh, the spectacle of bringing all this stuff inside of a major city like that must be kind of wild. Yeah, it's it's well, it's just amazing to see um, all of the stuff that comes through and like the traffic to get in here because it's just in the city. So it's not like there's acres and acres of parking. It's just. The fairgrounds, and you just park on people's lawns. It's one of those things people live. I used to know somebody who lived across the street from the fairgrounds, and they would charge like thirty bucks per car, and line eight or nine of them up on their lawn a day. Yeah, it was a good time for them. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, like two million people come to this thing every year, so it's a lot of humanity coming through the Twin Cities. Man, well, that's it. That's the Minnesota State Fair on the fairgrounds. It's it's not open right now. Jamie's just wandering nope. around aimlessly with drug dealers. I've been a lot of other people just. I think I think it's half drug dealers. It's probably it was probably a third drug dealers, a third people just waiting for the fair to open. Just waiting, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for that milk. Yeah, just there's been three people who've passed the milk stand since I've been talking to you. And guys. the other just third slowly are staring. podcast hosts. Yeah, and then the other third is just people doing podcasts about the fair. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just having a hard time like. This fairgrounds, it's the size of downtown Juneau that's just sitting empty in the middle of the city. Yeah. It's easy, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's huge. And it's, I mean, it's bigger than even downtown Juneau. Like, it, it's huge. You can't, you can't walk around it in a day. You can't. It's bigger than Alaska. See everything. It's bigger than all of Alaska. Yeah. So, um, and uh, does it get, does it get some use during the year? A little. I mean, there's like a, a huge coliseum. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of commerce happening here right now, for sure. But um, <laughs> more than two million. More than yeah, the cookie sales. And, yeah. <laughs> um, there's there's like the occasional like auto show or um, things like that. Not much though. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sits here, you know, and, and it's but it certainly makes and I mean, it brings millions and millions of dollars of business through. 
And I think the fair is doing just fine for itself. Um, they take a little cut of every every glass of milk and every year of corn and every cookie sold and every hog brought down and all that stuff. So, well, you know, like in Fairbanks, um, they have the fairgrounds there. It stays open. You know, it's just yeah. it's, is is what it is. And but uh, it's uh, it's wild to think about that stuff. And uh, yeah, it's a cool thing to happens here, but on a smaller scale up in uh, Palmer. You know, yeah, and on a much smaller scale in Haynes. Yeah, it was such a huge part of my childhood. Like, you guys have heard me go on and on and on about the fair. But it's just, it's so fun to to come to this. It's weird, actually, to be here when it's not open. I, mean, I haven't really done this that often. And um, it's just such a fun... Not buying enough go drugs. Go into the poultry building and... I know, I'm not, clearly not buying enough drugs, yeah. So just, um, like, going to poultry... What were you saying? Well, you just go in the poultry building and there's just, like, just thousands of chickens as far as the eye can see, you know? <laughs> well, as you'd expect, I and guess. Just, as you'd expect, <laughs> yeah. And, it, and you go in the swine barn and you just, you know, they have like like pigs that are a thousand pounds easily. Just, swine barn. Just, just, uh. Swine barn. And then, yeah, there's Ferris wheels and roller coasters and sideshows. There used to be sideshows with like the, you know, the world's fattest man and the, the snake woman and all that stuff. Yeah. And... There's farm and farm equipment and food and you never yeah it's it's great the yeah. fairs are the best we should all we should all go let's do it all right well Jamie yeah. thanks for calling in and telling us yeah, your memories sure. of the fair and walking around the not so abandoned fairgrounds no it's surprisingly vibrant <laughs> as dust as dust falls on the fairgrounds kind uh. of a lot going on here <laughs> yeah. all right Jamie. Thanks so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, yeah. See you guys. All right. Yep. See you, Carno. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Yep, see you, Bobo. Bye. In, like, 99, 2000, the place has been abandoned for a few years. And so then me and my buddies are like, hey, there's trucks out there that we got keys to, and we got a boat, and... And uh, we got lodge. this camp. We have a lodge it, built into a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and my old man, I, it was awesome. Like, we'd go up there and party hearty. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was some, it was an awesome three-year run. And uh, my old man, it was Is this pretty, where the, the famous porno was? What was the porno? Uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get off. So yeah, what are you no, saying? <laughs> There's some story you were telling about some... Oh no! You that have was nicknames a... for buddies because of some. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Edgar. Yeah, Edgar. yeah, my buddy Edgar. Yeah, yeah. His name's not Edgar, <laughs> but man, he sure looked like that porn star Edgar. <laughs> and those were out there. <laughs> those were out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the all... loggers and the miners just left, and then we were like, "Wow, what? <laughs> we found the stash." Yeah. But that was uh, that was before even then. Like I was. I was probably sixth grade, seventh yeah, grade. Was that the first kid. one you ever found? Yeah. And yeah. saw? And Formative. Was, I remember it was called I Never Say No. And there was like this this porno challenge in the video, right? And I was like, oh, wow. Then I, I came back to school and was like, guys, I found a porno. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> so everybody was like, dude, we got to check this out. You know, and I'd have a group of people and we're we're all like, you know, seventh grade, <laughs> checking out this porno and just like wide eyed. How did you get out there in seventh grade? Did you take your own? Oh, skip? that's when I was going out there with. No, I was still going out there for with the camp. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. And the, the loggers had just cleared out, and I was like, "Oh, go clean out all the old old cabins in the in the shack." So 
I was doing that, and I found this dude's stash, and it was like, whoa, <laughs> this is coming back to town. Yeah. So people <laughs> still call him yeah, Edgar. Yeah. So, so we were watching this thing, and my cousin's like, dude, Edgar looks just like you, Mikey. <laughs> we all kind of look at him, and then the next day at school, it, it's been Edgar since seventh grade. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, Does he hate it? No, he doesn't no, mind he's it. so oh, cool. Yeah, he's okay. just, yeah, All he's right. like, he'll answer to Edgar I, over Mike. <laughs> I mean, and when I introduce him to people, I I always call him Edgar, and then he's like, no, it's really Mike, and, <laughs> but whatever. So, They're like, middle name Edgar? No, no, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that's cool. Well, Did uh, he ever see it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, but this camp out there in Lion's Head, it's the, it's the, it's the for a while the dormant kind of uh, right. you know Kensington gold mine. What would become Kensington gold mine? Right. But it was the it, it started, but then it was dormant. But you, oh. but your dad owned the property, so everything out there he had access to. Yep. So you, was there a time when you were going back and forth, like in when when you were a teenager, were you just like taking skiffs out there and? We were. It was like two thousand, so we would have been nineteen twenty. Oh, okay. And we would. Uh, Jeff Tricano was like the first one of my good buddies that actually had a boat. So we were like, man, that opened up all kinds yeah. of doors. And I was like, I got this camp we can go to. And my dad, who once again, super cool guy, terrible parent, was <laughs> terrible like, parent. all right, you guys, go out to the camp, but don't blow anything up, break anything. You like, keep, make sure the windows don't get smashed out. And he knew what we were doing. And yeah. every weekend he's like, yeah, you guys just going out there partying, but here are the keys. <laughs> that sounds like, like a great oh. parent. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was kind of like, man, it's awesome. It's not going to stop you from partying. You know? did, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, party away well. from me. Yeah, <laughs> might as well, well just get him yeah. out of the house. Yeah. And I remember there was like, there was three vehicles, like a Suburban and two Fords. And I mean, we just, yeah, we kept one of them going by like robbing parts from the other two. And we did. We found dynamite and blew up a bunch of. St- it was awesome. It was like wild west. And uh, yeah, we, were you doing like dynamite and shooting the dynamite to blow it up and all kind like all that stuff? Or we were, were you, doing all kinds of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But we only found four sticks of dynamite. Damn and it. the first one, I remember, we were like, "Let's blow that tree out of the ground." <laughs> and we we like dig under this tree. We shove it in there. And we blow it off, and, like, nothing happens. It, like, poofs out from under the tree. And we're like, oh, this dynamite sucks. Like, this stuff's not good yeah, at all. Right. And so then we – what was the next one? We we put it out in the middle of the road, and we put a wheelbarrow over it. <laughs> and we were, like, torched it off. And that thing blew, like, 400 feet high. <laughs> and, like, in pieces. And we were just like, whoa, like the concussion almost knocked people over. And this damn wheelbarrow is, like, four times as high as the next, the, like, the biggest trees around. And we're staring at it. And then, like, all the stuff comes raining down on us. And we're diving under the truck. And I mean, to be fair, your dad didn't specifically say, don't blow up a wheelbarrow with a stick of dynamite. So he was, but you were so following by the letter of the rule. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was, he wasn't too happy. That was like the, the, you know, we did a lot. That was of, his favorite wheelbarrow. It was, it was great grandpa's wheelbarrow. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we did a lot of damage you, did out you, there. Did you let him know everything you did? No. Oh, okay. No, but, like, at the end of the year, he'd go out there. And, and the only time he ever got mad, it wasn't like, you know, he, oh, you guys, you know, 
you, everybody was partying and the deck fell off the front of the cabin or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, right, He was right. just like, oh, we're a tear. But he was mad because the third or fourth stick of dynamite we stuck in this culvert and we blew the culvert up. And he was like, that was a 20-foot galvanized culvert and that is hard to get out there. And you guys, yeah. yeah, he was pretty ticked off of that, which surprised me because I was like, what about all the other stuff? Yeah. You know, what about the bullet holes through the, the door? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't give the keys to your camp to a 19-year-old and <laughs> no, expect a, it to come out unscathed. It's uh, it's a lot to expect of a 19-year-old to go out there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And then and then in, like, 2004, 2005, uh, Coor got serious about going out there, and then they— started negotiations and then as soon as like as soon as those were over i remember uh i was working for alcan electric and we had to go out and wire the initial camp and it was like game over for that place you flew out and we were having safety meetings in the cabin at like literally a month before we were like shooting shotguns out the open door and like <laughs> right. i mean just do a dumb stuff dumb, yeah. dumb 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 stuff but and then you're you're in there having a safety meeting about like no drugs no alcohol like none of this stuff no firearms and it was really sad yeah. <laughs> i was just like <laughs> it's why? An end, of, end of an era why did yeah. we do this deal <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad you, gotta... you screwed it up <laughs> you idiot <laughs> it was it was sad so is that the rent? Your dad still owns a property, and there's some arrangement whereby yep. they lease it. Yep. From yep. them, yeah. From him. Yep. Yeah. So someday we'll be able to like fifty year reunion and be like, boys, whoever's left, we got the camp back. We're yeah, going right. to party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got that last stick of dynamite. We still haven't blown yeah, Let's off. go see what else we can destroy. <laughs> That's wild, man. They yeah. dug too deep. Yes, they dug too greedily. The dwarves. They released the Balrog. <laughs> right. Uh, well, yeah. yeah it's cool. weird going out there anymore. It's not, I mean, it's it's cool and it's work, but it's not fun. Do you go out for work as an electrician? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've been going out there and it's just, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a totally different place. Hey, there's that culvert. Yeah, <laughs> all that's gone. Like, yeah. I don't even look at it the same way. It's like, oh man. You know? Have they take all? Is all that whole landscape completely changed? The location of? Oh yeah. Yeah. The just... only thing that's left is the main like cook shack, which is where everything went down. And it was because it was close to the creek, and they couldn't they couldn't do mm. anything within like a hundred feet of the creek, and it was built within that, so oh. they couldn't rip it down. Kind of so, grandfathered in. Or, yeah. Yeah. Right. Still operating. Yeah, they oh, still use yeah, it. They right, still use that right. cook shack for uh, I don't know, I don't know, like uh, their mine rescue guys use it. So and that's because of what, like salmon habitat reasons or something yeah. like that with the water with a yeah with a uh, not a waterway but with I guess the first fish I ever caught was was in that creek, but I am shocked because there is there's a big old water. I don't know how they get up there. Huh. Yeah, waterfall. It's, there's a big old waterfall. Yeah. But there, you got you got a salmon, or you think I think you got trout that just lives up above the waterfall, maybe or something. Well, there's or, no lake or anything. Yeah, so, right. So I would. Do. I don't know. There's a picture of me holding this little fish, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Let's talk about poop. Tell us about the toilet setup out there. Wasn't it a 
like you step up to the bar and everyone is there. Wasn't there like a big old open? Oh, toilet? there was. Yeah, there was a four holer. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was an out four outhouses. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. But door, no doors. Right. And so, yeah. I Were there what, any partitions between? Yeah, there was partitions, oh, so you okay. could lean out and be like, "Hey, throw me some TP or whatever." Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Team, you know, if right. you happen to be there. But there was four because sometimes four people need. Yeah. Well, there's a big crew out there, yeah. Yeah. Just open to the outdoors. Open it, yeah. yeah the great outdoors right there. It's nice. That's the way to do it. I think you so. feel free. <laughs> you got that set up at your cabin now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's getting full. Not I've, as big, but you, but you can look out to the outdoors. Yeah. I partook in that. Yeah, it's, it's, getting, it's getting crowned up there real close to the top. I'm, I've been scratching my head about how to clear that out. All you do is wait for winter. And it becomes a stalagmite, and then you just cut it off. With a saw. With well, a saw. Yeah. Well, before, it freezes away. <laughs> before it freezes up in winter, stick a popsicle stick in it. <laughs> <laughs> once it freezes up, you just pull it out. You pull the whole thing, <laughs> the whole shittery. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm pushing. I'm like, one more summer I can get out of it, and then I'm forced to do something. Yeah. But What will you do? Pump it out? I don't know. I was thinking pumping it out. I was thinking like shoveling it out. Ugh, oh my! Either way, it's uh, that's gonna be a thing. Hey boys, like come on out to the cabin with me. <laughs> I gotta get <laughs> holes. Yeah, <laughs> bring your post hole digger. <laughs> oh God, that is a terrible job. Yeah, yeah I guess you could just. I guess you could just re- relocate the outhouse. Right, you could do that. That's that's what I'd do. Yeah, is it? You just, just relocate. Spot, you know? It is a beautiful spot for now. Just move it 10 feet. I guess that's true. I don't know. Is that true? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can quite do that or. You could build a new one. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, start afresh. I guess so. These are the things you think about here out in Alaska. I know. Keep me up at night. Talking to Bob on Bridge from Nowhere. As Andy scratches himself. I do. That's a different kind of thing out there, man. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather be... state claims in southeast than in the desert of Nevada. Oh, man. Flat, hot, boring. Desolate. Desolate. Yeah. Just yeah. out you there. You go to drink from some pond out there, and it's just this alkaline thing. <laughs> you melt like that guy from Indiana Jones. <laughs> As opposed to here, you get uh, beaver fever. Yeah, just a little, like a little giardia. Hey, yeah, giardia. You know. They should do brains out on the mountain. lose weight. <laughs> That's one way to do her. You had it? No, I've you never, never had it. And as I'm, much hiking around and stuff. I mean, you must have been drinking out of streams all the time when you were a time. kid. All the time. Even now, I'm like, that's a fast mover. It's good. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like that's my theory. And yet, people that have had it, my father-in-law, my old man, they're like, oh my god, it's terrible. Worst yeah. thing. You, you, yeah, you hate so it. Are they careful with the water? They don't go and. Yeah. Drink stream straight yeah, like, like that? Yeah, like they got the, the iodine pills, the filters, the little like UV lights, and mm-hmm. then I'm still like, Dad. It's a fast mover. It's a fast mover. <laughs> <laughs> For 25 feet. It's good. It can, you know? Look, it's stagnant there, but it moves. <laughs> right. It moves. Yeah. Past that. Yeah. Cutting yeah, you got this beautiful through. little cabin. Yeah. They're uh, Admiralty. Yeah. And uh, that's an amazing, obviously that's an amazing island. 
Yeah, that was awesome moment. when you guys came out there last year. That was really year. fun. Yeah, we're yeah. doing it again. So Andy Whether came out there not. and <laughs> got a little memento. Yeah. <laughs> I, got the, I got the most massive spider bite I've ever seen. I don't know how the hell I got it. No, I saw some happened. spiders there. Did some, you? Some dead ones. It looked like they may have been something like a hobo spider. Hobo called. spiders, yeah. And I, I don't know if they're in Alaska, but it might have been related to these hobo spiders. They have them in, I think, uh, Oregon and Washington. But aren't Washington. they harmless? Are they slightly poisonous? The hobo spiders, yeah. they're they're poisonous. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was nasty. Yeah. It didn't ever hurt. It just looked awful. Oh. Well, and that's... It looked Lou, terrible. you came out unscathed, right? You were fine. Yeah. So we were only there, what, what overnight? Un- unbitten. Yeah, and he went into this I old sleeping bag. I still got the scar. Bag. Look at that thing. Oh, my. Ugh. Look at that scar. Ugh. It's a dent in my leg. Look at that thing. It looks it's like you dent. got attacked by a lamprey. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, so my favorite part, we're putting back in on the nine horse, and there's all the tourist crews by, and you are up in the bow in your underwear waving at everybody. Why was I doing that? Yeah, I remember it, but I don't, I remember, don't remember why. That. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? that? Cause you, I was like, oh, I know why, because yeah. it was so hot. We were trying to fix the engine. Oh, that's right. And it was right. so hot in the en- engine room. So I took off most of the clothes so I could try to figure out where the coolant was coming from. And I had to step Which out. Is what you're always, that's what they tell you to do when there's coolant spraying out of a hot engine. Get take off all your clothes. It's going to be warm. It was done spraying. And I had to leave the engine room because uh, of the, all the coolant fumey. mist and yeah, fumes stuff, and yeah. spores right. and stuff. So I just went outside and then... I was in my underwear, and the tourists went by, and I just waved at them. <laughs> I do remember now. Yeah, you were Captain Morgan's. It, you couldn't use the main wheel. You couldn't see where you were going, right? Well, I had the windows. I could look through the boat. Oh, yeah. And that's how I saw you up on the bow in your undos. <laughs> that's, and that's I was when like, I saw it. what is he doing? <laughs> and Andy, you were like, oh, it's just Lou being Lou. Yeah, that's just, the Lou's just up there. What? Mm-hmm. The yeah, then tourists. I remember you, you were like, look at the tourists. <laughs> They're all wide-eyed and weird out because they see three guys and their pet monkey. <laughs> As you get older, you get a little hairier. That was, that was a good trip because then we just then we just jumped in the skiff and and rallied out there. Thanks this week to Bob McKinnon and of course our house band George Kuhar and Steve Nelson are. Coolson. Thanks to the Alaska Podcast Network, Alaska Robotics, and KTOO. Thanks to Scott Burton, Jeff Brown, and Shelly Delaney for helping us get this whole big mess on the air. Thanks to Jamie's mom and Bob's dad. For more information or to download any of our shows, go to bridgefromnowhere.com or search iTunes for Bridge From Nowhere. Jamie, we've burned another bridge. We The bridge is... Out. The bridge is, I think we just said burn another bridge. The bridge washed out. I think we burned another bridge. <laughs> bridge the bridge were, washed out. We broke out. into song. That was nice. <laughs> and I did, well, you know, I'm moved by this. Yeah. Hey, also, folks, if you do search press on iTunes, subscribe. Maybe yes. even leave a comment. That kind of stuff helps, you know, more people find the show. For God's sake. Please. Someone. I'm just saying. In the great abyss. Actually, just one of you. If just one person <laughs> would be amazing. download. Yeah.